Well, well, happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome to Just Around the Corner on 4680Q. I'm your host, Dan, I'm a Dave, and today my guest is in the station for a change. It's our good friend and legendary rocker, Dave Rave. Now, last week we had a great interview with our friend, uh, Mr. Vinny Pastore from The Sopranos. Got a lot of uh, engagement on those posts, and uh, it was a great interview. But now you can catch every one of our episodes on Spotify and right here at 4680Q.ca and lightedaycanada.com slash podcast. So check those out when you can. We've had some great shows so far. We've had Joe Durso. We have Vinny Mad Dog Lopez and even the owner of the station, Mr. Rick Rose. One thing I've enjoyed about these podcasts is the research that I do before the show. Learning more about the guests than I already actually knew about them because everybody I've had on, I'm either a friend with or I've known them for years. Uh, Re-listening to their songs that, you know, many of them I haven't heard in a long time and some that I may never have known. And it's been great doing a deep dive on all things Dave Rave this past week and getting reacquainted with a few albums I haven't played in a bit. Getting queued up because I got a nice song I want to play. So Dave's got a ton of songs from different bands that we're going to talk about today. And when I was doing my deep dive with Dave's stuff, one of the songs that really got me, and I've always liked the song since I've got the record from him, but you know, it's just one of those ones that really hit me. There's a lot on this album. But uh, this one here is called All Over the World. I wanted to play it. I wanted to play something before we bring out. He's going to play something live, but I wanted to play something from this album. It's a great album. It's called Valentino's Pirates. It's the Dave Rave Group, which we have a kind of a funny story to tell you about that one. And this one's called All Over the World. Enjoy, and we'll be back with Dave right after this. My love has gone away. She's left me here to stay Tomorrow the rain's gonna fall All over the world Cold streets and railway ties She's gone and said goodbye Tonight the thunder will call All over the world Take me away across the universe Take me away where love will prevail My love has gone away There's nothing left to say Keep it inside Tonight the wind will blow That's where I'm gonna go Tomorrow the rain's gonna fall All over the world Take me away across the year Time will prevail, and it keeps me moving. 
Listening to just around the corner on 4680Q, Niagara's internet radio station. I'm Dan, I'm a Dave, and that was the Dave Rave Group with All Over the World from Valentino's Pirates. And today we have Dave Rave live in the studio. David, how you doing? I am glad to be here and in the studio, not on <laughs> podcast or not on whatever the uh, telephone or, and else or Zoom. Yeah, I hate Zoom. <laughs> I'll do it if I have to, but. Yeah. It's nice to look at somebody yeah. when you're interviewing them. My last three interviews have been, uh, you know, talking on the phone, and it's great, but you get nervous that some, yeah. you know, you could have an issue with the phone or. There's so much stuff that can go wrong, and, we, and it usually does. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, our first two shows, we had yeah. those problems. But. You know, and there's more nervous, like, I remember we did a thing with that guy, Peter Zowski from CBC, when he used to have that show. Right. And he was, you know, national guy and you know not I wish but they, I could do it on the phone but I would have rather been in the room with him you know yeah, it's I, a, a different vibe, some right? magic you get more relaxed you know yeah oh, totally totally so how you been David I, Good, I, do, man. I, I can pretend like I don't see you often <laughs> but it's <laughs> been a long it's a time pleasure, it's been since baby. Saturday <laughs> yeah, yeah you know it's beautiful yeah you know uh, it's been a great you know uh, we're zooming into a new year uh, and it's going at the right pace so uh, you know as we are moving had in a year the, it's starting to fill in beautifully well like, i'll, you I'll tell you if anybody follows you on facebook yeah. you are a busy guy oh. you are a busy guy you're always rocking somewhere I, you know if i don't see you on a weekend i'll see you on facebook and you're <laughs> here on a sunday they're on a saturday yeah. joining somebody it's nice to be working and it's nice to be in the world you know wow it's, it's great to see people like you doing what you're doing and you know, you do it well, so we need you out there playing. Not thank like, you. Not like being stuck in the house for two years. Yeah, and like thank we you were. for playing the track all over the world because that's a nice track. From it doesn't get that much play on radio. It's like it's got an interesting history because I I was I have Bill Dylan, one of Canada's top guitar players and a world worldwide known renowned guitar right. player, uh, and he basically uh, to have him on that track and bring his magic on that track was really special because you know he had just come off working with Robbie Robertson and uh, the first solo record and in, in a, a hot tour with Daniel and Law for yeah, yeah. so 
to have him there. So thanks for playing that track. It no, no, no problem. I, the other song I really, really love on that is, uh, what it, sorry, Farmer Needs Rain. Oh, yeah. The, 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 oh, I screw up the title. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's such a great song. Well, that, that's how Where, the, where'd that come from? Well, that's how the record started. Because, you see, I was Yes, I did read it, that. It, now, it, Barry yeah. Gold. Let me, my my first producer, question is going to be, you were with Barry Gold on this record. Tell yeah, me more Gary about Gary Gold, yeah. Bar Gary P. Gold. Gary Gold, he's not Barry. A, sorry. Yeah, he's, Gary, Gary is just a, a, a Canadian legend in in terms of he's uh and he's still out there he's 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 a pioneer kind of guy he back in the 70s he was writing about groups that haven't been heard but he's also a musician too right. so he's a combination of a rock writer and also a musician so me and him teamed up at that crucial point in our lives to, to work together and we both moved to new york together so i i owe a lot to gary i don't think i would have moved to new york and I, that wouldn't have happened without him uh he's a generous guy he's a great musician uh genius promoter and uh, a sweetheart so. so that that band there yeah we we kind of briefly touched on yeah, this before yeah, yeah. so that was the dave rave conspiracy well, but conspiracy, when you released yeah. it in russia tell everybody the story because well, it's kind of funny it's a good story because when we when me and gary moved to new york we started doing acoustic shows we didn't have a full band yet and eventually we got uh coyote shivers a, another fellow canadian to come and play some guitar right. and then we had lauren ignelli from the, the band from new york called the washington squares they were very oh, popular yeah and then billy ficker from the band television and it was a nice little band and we just coyote said hey it's a day it's a conspiracy we're a day brave conspiracy so we send the record with that title and everything and it comes back dave rave group and we look at it like, dave <laughs> nope. rave group so we went and saw rudolph the guy from russia right. who had put the record out we go to his office in 14th street and we go uh what's happening it's a day brave conspiracy he goes it's now called group <laughs> I go, group? Sorry. Well, he goes, sorry, no Russia, no like group. No like conspiracy. You're a group now. I go, well, what are you going to say to them? No, yeah. no, yeah. Uh, okay, so what year was this? 1989. Yeah, you weren't going to mess with yeah, I didn't want to mess with it. It was the wall had just fell down. Right. And, and they had they were still in the glasnost with, with uh, of, of, what's his name, the... Uh, what was it? who was their guy who sort of did the whole uh, uh, who who sort of changed Russia for the good in the beginning? I'm but bad. That, yeah, I can't stuff. remember now. But you know him. He's got the. So it was that period of time. You're not talking Gorbachev. Yes, Gorbachev. Oh, see, and I then, know and then we political. went over and toured there, and we have a video of us in Russia uh, playing. So yeah. it was a great experience. We got signed the Melodia. The, the label, which was a state label, because at that time, Russia still wasn't, uh, uh, was still, owned, everything was communist, so everything was owned by the state. Was this around the time where, like, Billy Joel went to Russia? Yeah, and even all, before like, that, even before that. Like, I think Billy before? went a little after. When we got signed, it was when uh, Paul McCartney did the, his rock and roll ah, record yes. in, 80, in 88. Yes. And they were looking at Russian, American acts and British acts to do stuff with. Right. So he, th we were playing a show in New York, and, and the Russian, whatever, and our guy saw us and went, you look, and his, here's the line, he goes, you guys, you play good folk rock. <laughs> folk rock? I hadn't heard that name for a long time. Rock. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, all, it was very good, a lot of fun, you know, and uh, it was a great, great period of time in the world. Like, just, there's different times in the world when, when they're interesting periods. That was yep. a very interesting period because the world was changing. Right. I guess, like, right now is probably, in retrospect, an interesting period. Yeah, I think we're going to look back on this again. Yeah. yeah, I think we will, too. Yeah. Now, one of the things I noticed in doing my deep dive and spending the last mm -hmm. five, six days straight listening to only 
Dave Rave music, which is great. It's like getting ready for a concert, right? Every week I'm getting ready and listening. I mean, I think I listened to like 12 uh, Vinnie Pastori podcasts. Uh, yeah, to yeah, yeah, they get ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I noticed, and we've talked about this, me and you, but uh, and they're, they're some of my favorites, so it's uh, this is obviously not a slight whatsoever, but your influences, like the, the Graham Parker, Dave yeah, Edmonds, John yeah. Wesley Hart, yeah, Nick, yeah. Nick Lowe, I hear that in a lot of your songs. It, it, were they big influences? Absolutely. On your music? We all, you know, like it's funny, like um, you, you, uh, you can't, you know, it's part of what you do. Like I, I, I we, we, when, you know, we, we loved Dave Edmonds. We loved, uh, we loved Nick Lowe. We loved, of course, you know, the songs Graham Parker wrote. Fantastic oh. songs, oh, really uh, you know. Uh, and you're uh, John Wesley Hart. Wes, yeah, me and Wes were good. We toured for ten years together. Sammy Grasso said the three of you went out for dinner. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, you know, Wes is a really generous oh, guy, and he's a, he's a sweetheart. We had so much fun together. We laughed. I, I miss him. I haven't seen him for a while. But he does his cabin. He doesn't tour as much now. He's got his cabin in the one this show. So okay. I'm gonna go down. I could have went this year, but I didn't. Then I'm not doing it yet, but I will. I'm sending you with one of my albums so you can get a sign for me. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, we'll get Wes. <laughs> yeah. He's a He's super guy. Now, in saying that, I've often wondered because I've talked to you know I speak to a lot of musicians and you know at shows and stuff, and I remember going up to a guy and saying, "Wow, that song sounded a lot like a Tom Waits. I like that mm -hmm, sound." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was offended. Like, oh yeah. Do you get offended when somebody nah. says you, say, you sound like or that song was like? No. Or Not at all. Because I mean, cause it's it's part of the. Actually, I'm 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 actually blown away because you try. For like, because you're looking at excellence, right? It's like, right. I guess, I guess like if somebody said to me, it was a hockey player, that, oh, wow, when you play, you, you play like Yeah, Sid right, Crosby. that's the way I look at it. You're, wow, like, you're just wow, like Mario I'm Lemieux. Good, right? Yeah, Sid I don't Crosby. think Tage Thompson's upset that people say no. he's like Mario Lemieux. <laughs> it's the opposite for me. It's like, God, you know, like, right. you, you actually, because that's what you're aiming for. You look at these guys, you don't, you don't copy uh, people who aren't excellent. You copy the best. Ah, I like right? the way you say that. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you right. copy the best. So yep. you want you 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 know you uh, you 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 want and you emulate until like like you learn. And I remember a long time ago, I explained to somebody. I said, you know, when the worst thing somebody could say to you as an as a as a writer or creative is do your own thing. Because I think really? that that's that's aimless. Like, what's do your own thing? I don't have my uh, thing yet. No, well, or, but no, but, <laughs> but nobody. The thing. thing is, is like, no matter who you are, like you know, I mean, you too loved Bowie, right? So when I hear with or without you, I hear heroes. Ah, yeah, with or without, we could be heroes. Yeah, because he loves David Bowie. Incident on Fifty Seventh. Yeah, a lot of Van Morrison in there. Oh yeah, you got it. You if you it, it's. That's how I was taught a long time ago. Right. You get taught by copying, imitation. Like, do somebody say that the Russian, that the Roman uh, arches are really Greek? No, right. they're, but they were copied from the Greek. Right. Right, and then they become the Good Roman point. Colosseum, yeah. not the Greek Colosseum. Right. That's the way you, that's why they were excellent. The Romans wanted to copy the Greeks. Greeks want, you know. It's I always thought it was a compliment, but I mean, yeah, that one guy some, you know, just got very upset. And I, like I think, you know what, for some people, because they, they think of it as like, uh, as a, a lesser, but you know. Um, well, when you say Tom Waits, uh, I'd, I'd be impressed. I, <laughs> He's one I of would greatest. only hope, I hope that that rubs. So I always have a line, I go like, like Van Morrison, 
I hope he rubs off on me. Right? I, I wish he would. I wish Tom Waits would rub off on me. I listen to it hoping. That's why you do that. You know, well, I have yeah, a, those you know, are your, that's what you grew up listening to, and, and it's going to come out in your music. Because I know even with like me and you talked about it, like with Evan, I mean, his, a lot of his style is shaped from you know people like Bobby Mahoney or, or yeah. uh, Brian Fallon or, of course, yeah. obviously Bruce. But, but you have to develop your style – from something. Well, there's a line that I always go, that I always go back to, and it was by, it was about, was it Salvador Dali? And he goes, the minute you stop imitating is the minute you, no, the minute you stop imitating is the minute you start, you stop innovating. Ah. You see, because, yes. like, example, like, example, artists uh, today, like, if I stop listening to what's going on today, I stop moving forward. You always want to like. I mean, like uh, you always want to be incorporating what's around you. Like I incorporate everybody that I meet and see. So I, I anybody who gives me a CD, it gets in my mix. Yep. I want that in me. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's and it's endless, right? You're going to continue I to mean, listen and look at look at. I mean, I, I of course I'm going to use Bruce as an example, but you know, you look at a lot of his different. Uh, records, Wrecking Ball. He was mm. that's a dro Dropkick Murphys. He was at, mm. like so. There was all the Celtic in it. Yeah, then, absolutely. He, then he got into the Western stars, the the Glenn absolutely. Campbell uh, influence. Now he just did Only the Strong Survive, which I mean, those are so, those are those are covers, but, but it's still, it's in him, and yeah. he wanted to get it out. So yeah. I get that. I totally. Well, get you know, it. I was a kid, always want to be like I love Smokey Robinson's voice. Oh, I can still <laughs> pra oh. practice to his voice. And I remember when really? I was in. In uh, South by Southwest, he did the keynote speech. Oh, and I remember after he cool. was around hanging out for signing autographs, and and he had already going to sell. And I, honest to God, I didn't know what to say. I just looked at him. I just looked at him. Wow. I just went, "There's Smokey." <laughs> oh, I guess and so. And That's you go back to when you were seven years old and hearing Tears of Clown, right? Or uh, oh, pointed out all those songs. But I always went, you know, point it out, point it out to me. <laughs> I would sing along <laughs> yeah. with them. That, yeah. That's how you learn. Wow, you you know, point every time out. I talk to you, I, I find another out. person that you met and knew that blows me away. <laughs> well, but I never met him. I just looked at him. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I, best stories. Yeah, you know, it's great. You know, I remember sitting there and Peter Townsend did one one year. They always used to have different. I missed year Bruce did his. Neil did one. I missed that one too, where they would do these keynote speeches, really? which means that you you I go. Didn't and know Bruce Quincy didn't. did it. Yeah, they would do is you, they have a room and then you can be in the room and then they have other rooms too and bruce did one uh quincy i, I saw quincy's I that saw would be good quincy i saw yeah quincy was good because he talked about everybody everything that he has done sure st and still does yeah, you know say, he like, worked with a few people yeah but i mean point is you, you it's all part of you and i always believe yeah keep so when somebody i think when somebody gets takes a heart by they might be just a little touchy or something yeah you know yeah, i've often wondered now one of the things I uh, I did this uh, with with Vinny Lopez, and like I was saying to you before we started, I, I see a similarity between the way, you know, uh, those those Jersey Asbury Park boys, yeah. grew up, you know, going from band to band before they finally got yeah. to the band. You know, I, when I was doing my my homework on the weekend and and trying to figure out piece together what was first, the chicken or the egg? Like, was it right. the Shakers and then Teenage Ed and then you know this band and that band? Can you? It, let our listeners uh, give us in, a, a in, like in, in chronological order. Like, I, I, it sounds like it started with the Shakers. It's right it's after high school. Is okay, that right? well, I'll give you which I have an album I, right here. Thank can you. I, can I, I tell you, it's both. Here's the crazy thing. Okay, 
in 19, well, you know, when you, if you go pre, pre, me and my cousin who's in, in uh, the Shakers with me, Clody, right. we were kids who listened to singles all the time. So at yeah. that, between, before we even played music, we were always listening and talking about music. Right. So we loved it. We loved the, all the groups. Of the early so for all you young people listening, singles. Yeah. They're a little record. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little, a little, a little piece of vinyl that had one single. song yeah. and then a flip side. That's called yeah. the B-side. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so that's it. I'm glad we did. We <laughs> before we were allowed to have albums. <laughs> right. That was my sister had that. But yeah. so we, that's really where began our love. And then right. in, um, in bo- when we were about 13, Frankie Venom, who then was called Frankie Kerr, he was in my grade nine class, but Frankie uh-huh. Benham, who was who was then Frank Kerr, was a drummer. So me and Frank, uh, Frank heard me talking in class, grade nine English. Right. He was in row one, I was in row four, and he was quiet the whole first semester. And then at this very end, he goes, "I play drums. Would you like to play with me?" Now this is 1971. Holy cow. Yeah. And so I went, oh, okay. Uh, he goes, I'm, f- you know, like, so he was so quiet at that point. How old were you at the time? I want to we do the math. We were 14. 14? Right. Whatever, grade, grade nine, you know, yep. grade nine. Yeah, that makes sense. And, uh, and he, and so I remember I got a, another friend of mine, Mike Condren and Bill, and we went to his house just in the middle of winter at the beginning of that year, at the end of that year of 71. And we, so really in a way, the Shakers and Teenage Head sort of came from the embryonic j- embryonic moment of both of us together shakers well, and head well it's funny because you you just brought in the shakers record yeah. vinyl for me and and i flipped it over because that's what we do yeah you know we read the yeah. albums and and gordy lewis is on it and that's yeah. what you said like and i'm like oh well you see th- the thing was is that me and frank and uh were we had a band and i think what eventually happened was that we ended up getting and i saw mike condren who was our guitar player he, he i said why did we stop all doing this because we got we ended up having seven guitar players <laughs> we kept adding <laughs> need a guitar. bass player and then a drummer, we had this one guy who came in who was better than all of us and he sort of fired us all and he kept frank and uh and he said oh, we got too many guitar players so that's why we and so i met rick oh, who's okay. in the shakers and we started songwriting together because in 73 he said you know i remember him saying to me at the beginning of 73 it's been 50 years Wow. He said to me one day, yeah. he, goes, he said, Dave, he goes, um, why don't we, you know, instead of going to the, the high school football game and look at the cheerleaders, let's go in the basement and the cheerleaders will come and see us play. You know, and I went, wow, cheerleaders will come see us play? I'm it's in. It's always I'm about in. the girls. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> betcha. You were a guy, right? So he, you know, me and Rick, Rick showed me, uh, like, I had written songs before, but I didn't right. know I was a songwriter. And so he showed me, like, I always keep my notes, like I know Evan does. A lot of people always have your notes. So he right. said, let's take some of these lines, take that, that's a good line, that's not, and let's write a song. And, um... So that really began one journey, but it was way long time before Teenage Head existed and Shakers existed. This but, is like when but the Shakers we record came up first. No, no, actually no? the head the f- in '77. Oh. Teenage, what happened is that we, me and we were doing, uh, we were doing coffee houses, learning all our roots, Rick right. and I, and then we had different bands. Teenage Head took a little longer to get going. They took right, but late seven, like well, mid '70s, '74, '75, right. and I, they didn't have a singer. Frank was drumming, so I went and sang for them. 
So I sang the first bunch of shows with Teenage Head. So that screws everything up too, doesn't it? Yes, it does yeah, for me now. I know, before Frank okay. even. I gotta go. I got, I got this all mapped out on my wall. Yeah. I gotta tear it down now. So that's why it's really <laughs> confusing. But that you know, like so, you know, Gordy and in and uh, uh, Steve, and then eventually, Frank moved over to vocals. The reason why I didn't stay with the band is I was already Teenage Head was the sound that they were doing at the time. New York Dolls, Iggy. That sound was not popular. If well, it's funny because I read an article, sorry to interrupt, yeah, go, go, that, yeah. that, that called you guys the Canadian Ramones. Yeah, well, you see, because even before the Ramones started in 1975, uh, Ramones sort of made their first record in the, in the, in the 76, Teenage Head was okay. doing something similar. So when they heard the Ramones, they heard Brethren from, from New York. So they didn't copy them. They were just oh, yeah, they Oh, yeah. They were doing, because they were, it, it okay. was all the same influences. They had, right. everybody, they were following what they I would call the glam rock road. Bowie, right. sure. uh, Lou Reed, uh, Iggy Pop, uh, MC5. It, and at that time. Wayne Kramer played like that. Yeah, exactly. That time, that wasn't popular music. It was, right. it was cult music. And, uh. And so, except Bowie. Bowie was, became big. Right, yeah. But so they couldn't, get, it was hard for them to get work in the beginning. So, but I was playing all the time. I was doing all the copy houses. Right. Everything. So, uh, the same thing that Evans do now. We played everywhere. So, right. when they started, I remember getting them a gig opening up for uh, Kim Mitchell when they had Max Webster. Oh, yeah. Slowly. And then finally, when 70, late 76, Toronto started getting a punk scene. Right. And then they found a home. Ah, and okay. then, but it was the right home because it was the beginning of a new movement, gotcha. right? So, but the Ramones, did they have an influence on you guys? Well, absolutely. I think yeah. when Gord saw the, the, the Ramones, he said, okay, I'm going to become a four-piece band. Not a, cause it, was, it was a five-piece <laughs> band. Right. I wanted, he was influenced he by that. down? Yeah, but he also had the Iggy influence, so he could play all those leads that, Joe, that the Ramones didn't have. Right, because they were pretty simple, right? They kept it going. They, great songs. Yeah. Great songs, you know, and, and amazing guys. They play forty songs in an hour. Yeah, they were they were <laughs> a brilliant band, genius, you know, oh, no, doing what they did, eh? Simple, right down to the pot, and amazing. Now, did you guys ever make it to CBGBs? Yeah, point? absolutely. I, I Teenage played Head played. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You did. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Max's Kansas City. All so you did places. all those places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the time. Leg oh yeah, well, wow, those are legendary places yeah, yeah, to play yeah. for sure. Okay, well, you know, since we're at this part, we're about halfway through. Yeah. What do you think about playing a tune for us? Sure. Something early. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, now I gotta bring this other mic up here for you, okay. and then I gotta. Now the, I'm gonna tell you a quick story, folks. Uh, this guitar, uh, Dave can elaborate, but uh, this was Daniel Lenoir's guitar. Yeah. Well, back in '81, I used to use it in the studio at Grand Avenue. Is his studio. And I really loved playing it. And then I had a, a Larivee, which was at that time the guitar, and which it still is. And I said, Dan, would you want a Larivee in your studio? I'll trade you for your Martin. And he went for it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Sucker. still hates me for it, you know? <laughs> no, Larivee was a good guitar player, good, good guitar, but d I just loved it. I'm That's a beautiful Martin. I've I've been, I'm not a guitar uh, kind of guy. I have... I love what I love, and I, I love my Gibson the three thirties, like the, yep. and, the uh, and I love uh, and I love uh, my Martin D twenty eights and D eighteens. I like to also Gibson Hummingbird. There's a f I, I don't have uh, a big. I'm not a. John, I, 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 I like that what I like. Once I got it, I got it. You know, not like these guys. But then again, I'm not a player in the way that a, a lead guitar player needs to have all those different sounds. Right. 
You know, right, they, right, they right. need to do that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so well, I'm listen. I'm trying to think what we can play now. Uh, from, yeah, should I do something from what, 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 and does it matter what period? or does No, it, no, it doesn't um, matter okay. what period. I want to do a song that no. I really like. It, it's a really a reflection of that, a reflection of that period of time. It's called When Patty Rocked. Oh, I love the Valentinos. Yep, very good. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Ray. Everybody wants to go downtown. I can't take it, I can't hang around. Girl beside me wants to talk all night. Lights go out and we begin the fight. Yet I remember every night, every minute of the day, I can talk to you. Lean against your velvet ways, now I hear your voice on the radio. When Patty rocked, the gambler stopped you roll. No one special is inside this room now. I just gotta go and leave these ruins. Sounds of horns and motors in the spring. She's beside me, she don't hear a thing. Yet I remember every night, every minute of the day, I can talk to you. There was something you would say. Now I hear your voice on the radio. When Patty rocked, the gambler stopped you They want to tell me that I got it made That girl beside me thinks she knows my name She says I'm part of dying fame I remember every night, every minute of the day I could call you up, there was something you would say Now I hear your voice on the radio when Patty rocked the gambler start you roll I remember every night every minute of the day I can call you up there was something you would say now I hear your voice on the radio when Patty rocked the gambler start you Into just around there the corner, uh, Niagara's Internet Radio 4680Q. That was Hamilton's own Dave Rave live in the studio with when Patty Rock. Dave, that was that was fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I wanted to sing backing vocals, oh. but I think everybody would have turned off. So <laughs> probably not. I, I'm not Evan Rothell. It's I'm okay, Rothell. man. We all, you don't mind jumping in there. It's all about that singing was, along. That was on Valentino's Pirates, yeah, too, yeah. which is, if, folks, if you're if you're listening, one of the things that uh, 
uh, I've been doing uh, because you know I'm doing my research and listening to everybody. But uh, one of the reasons I wanted to do this show too is to get some of this music out there. Get it. Go on Spotify, check it out, and then go purchase it. That's yeah, that's the main thing. Make sure you make sure you buy. It, but you're gonna you're gonna love anything you hear from Dave Raven. M- music is about discovery, and and that's what the great thing about it. Once it's it is. there, like I'm always discovering stuff from the old days. And the new days, it, it's and there's just so much out there, right? It's like, impo- you, it, it's, well, it's impossible to to get it all. If you look at it, it's like. But we have to die trying. You gotta try. <laughs> so right. you, you have to look at it. There's always going to be like a, a filter, a focus. So at different times, music like you'll you'll go to the big stars, and then around it, there, it's like the, what goes around. So eventually, like I'll find something like look at that band, Big Star with Alex yeah. Chilton. When it when it came out, I was probably one of the only people that had it. Right, but now it's everybody's got it. Yeah, you know, like Alex Chilton went on my bio. The fact that I sang with Elton, I sang with Elton Chilton. Oh, jeez, I shut that. Ah, don't worry, don't worry about it. These phones. Every week we got it. It's okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, now people get excited that I sang with Alex Chilton. They can't believe it. Yeah, and uh, you you know, know, before before the fame. Yeah. Well, it's, it, there's just so much great music out there, and, and I think that's, again, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this. I'm, my show next week is, is, there's no guests, it's just called Songs from Around the Corner, and nice. the songs are Light of Day artists that you might not know, and songs you might not know, because yeah. there's such, there's so many great tunes out there. I always say as a vinyl collector, whoever has the most vinyl at the end wins, yeah, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so you got to keep collecting, and me and Rick were actually talking before, uh, you remember Henry Gross? Yeah. He did that beautiful song, Shannon, beautiful. One Hit Wonder, he's, yeah. it seems, but he wasn't. No. He's got so much great music, and Ron LaSalle, Light of Day performer, he turned me on to him, so you got to listen to Henry Gross. Henry Gross, yeah. And I bought you know some albums for 99 cents, and I, I love them. Yeah. Like There's just so much good stuff, but I mean, you got to have the time too, right? COVID gave me the time to catch up. Well, that's the nice thing about COVID, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the only nice thing oh, about COVID. If, if only we could have got rid of the COVID and just <laughs> have the time. You just know, get like, that yeah. time back. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so now, before you played, we were we were doing the whole chronology thing and, and trying to figure out, you know, so we went Shakers, Teenage Head, so yeah. but they were kind of together. Now, yeah, how, yeah. What, what came after, like, okay, actually, no, I'm going to backtrack. So, Frankie Venom was was the lead singer. Yeah, and he, you. When did you come in? Well, what back hap- in. What happened now is I know. That, what happened is that Frank went from drums to singing, and who knew that he would like think about it? Here's a guy. This is why I always say you never know what's going to happen. Right. Who who knew that he would be one of the best front men that Canada ever said? He was. Yeah, he was. Too, he yeah. was. He was just a drummer. Right. Okay, you want me to sing? I'll do it. But he happened to be magnetic. So um, what happened is that we, I would always play with them on records, rhythm guitar, right. background vocals. I also had the shakers going. So I, w- I was on all the Teenage Head records as a backing vocalist, as playing second guitar to Gordy at times. Oh, really? Yeah. So I uh, learned something you know, new every day. Uh, you know, Gordy was the, the guitar player. But when he needed somebody to play another part or something, he trusted me. Yep. And, you know, they because they didn't really need another guitar player. But if he was going to have one, it would be me. So eventually um. what happened as the sh- – so vice versa, when we – before we had a guitar player with the Shakers, when we decided we were going to make our first single, we asked Gord to come play with us. Ah, okay. So even though he was a teenage head, he came in to play, but he was like a, almost like a, a shaker for uh, in the studio with us, you know? And he did a wonderful job. Like and the, the solo on Out the Door is still one of his, to me, one of his greatest solos he ever did. And what a he, sad day for you guys losing oh, Gord. You know, yeah. Mike, deepest condolences. You, you'll never get over it, you know? No. But you'll always 
real, but you appreciate it. But That's it's nice it to is. see the love that is Absolutely. really poured out since uh, everything. Uh, it's just incredible. Well, you know what? We're all brothers in arms, as we were talking about. And like all brothers, yeah. we brothers are the, our worst enemies and our best friends right. at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, we were all our worst enemies, but also our best friends. Yeah. And we were all there for each other. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, so we all hung out. And, and when Teenage Head started getting a spark... The Shakers were just starting, so we played so many shows together. Uh, okay. So I would join him on stage the next set. Like the way you know Evan now, I join Evan. Yeah. Exact same thing. And then Gordy would come and play us on Out the Door, and we did that. Very cool. We toured all over, like that whole time when the riot was happening. So I was, we were there for everything. I went to New York with them. I went to Philadelphia with them. You know. Uh, so the when did you jump back in as a now, front as man? As a full-time member, well, as a full-time member, before I even was a front man, as a full-time member, I became, a, 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 by 82, 83, I started playing full So what album would that have been? Round, just after some kind of fun. Gotcha, I even, gotcha. During, to, during Tornado, I was doing stuff with them. Ah, I okay. was doing vocals, everything, and uh, then eventually, full-time as a guitar player and background vocals, and then Frank decided for a little while, for four years, to leave the band. Oh. and do a solo career. Right, right. And so, because I was playing rhythm guitar, and they knew I sang, you're now the singer. Gotcha. It was not anything, any rocket science. Oh, it just... Gordy and just, Steve don't sing. It made sense. Okay, Dave, <laughs> you're singing. I went, you really want me to sing and replace him? That's yeah, awesome. Go ahead. Don't think about it. Just do it. Very cool. So that became the lead singer, and we did electric guitar. And then, about the end of 89... I sort of knew, you, you know, you, you got, you got instinct. Yeah. You go, I think it's time for Frank to come back. And and oh. I knew, because I knew, you know, I said, you know what, he's he's in another band right now, but he's not Frankie Benham in that band. He was, they were called the Blue Flames or something like that. Yes, I and think I read that. And you know what, he was, he's always great. I loved him like my brother. I, I, I cry every day thinking about him. Really? Him yeah. and Gord, you know, because, yeah, he made me I laugh like your nobody else. Nobody, really? and you know, he. So there was an animosity, right? <sighs> There's no story here to say, no, oh, this... you know what? We all Because I was afraid to ask Vinny Lopez no, about the whole we, drumming we, thing. Because <laughs> I don't know, know what happened. Like there. I said, we were our best friends. We were worst of friends. We were best... Like, we all bitched about each other. But but that's just natural when you're... Okay, together. I wasn't even going to bring it up. No, Like no, I said, just like truth. with me. I, I, honest to God, you know. not my business, and, but... And, um, and Gordon and I, we had a... Like, we had oh, a great. competitive relationship. It's good to know. We were six. Right, like we played. Yeah, you guys know together. each other since he you were kids. He didn't let right? me score a damn goal against him when he was a goalie. I was a defenseman. The right. one chance I had to get a goal in I, in, when I was a defenseman, right? He put that toe sled. He loved <laughs> Roger Crozier, right? Nah, you're not getting a goal, and he laughed about it, right? So yeah. we had that competitive all our lives, you know. Oh, that's but, great. But I know, like example, like one day I was during the pandemic, he couldn't do it. He had to sore hands and all that. He, I, I did uh, a funeral for a guy who was. A teenage head fanatic, and I played the funeral, and he thanked me, thanks for doing it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it, but thanks for coming in. So uh, we had that relationship. Right. It's a friendship that, uh, you know, love hate. Right. So in '89, is that when you? Is that, that when the when Dave moved to New York? Is See, that when the conspiracy started? Yeah. Well, what happened is it was really simple. We we knew we'd come to then. We'd had a great. Electric Guitar had a really great rebound. The album was really well received. Much music was playing it all right. the time. The song Everybody Needs Somebody. Yep. The album was being played on Chum FM, on CFNY. Everybody, it was a beautiful experience. And then we just knew. It's How do you know? Right. It's just instinct. You go, it's time. And then, so I just said to Gordon, you know, I think it's time. And we looked at each other and uh, he said, are you sure? And I said, yeah. I said, it's time. And they brought Frank back. 
and Nick back for a little bit because Nick had left the band. Oh, I didn't and know. with with Frank and and then Nick left it left again. But uh, yeah, so it was time, and I I ended up. It's funny, one door opens, the other one. What had happened with me, right. how Valentino's really started. I did the song Farmer's Rain with Gary, and it was after hearing that song, I went, I think I'm ready. Yeah, that's what I read, that that was the first song that's you guys... That's when I really realized I had a new life. Right. Something new is going to happen. Again, awesome. instinct. Yep. So I went to, um, what happens? I went to New York. We, we I went to New York with Gary. Uh, for the, the thing called the New Music Seminar, which no longer exists, okay. but it was like this uh, great. Where, uh, it was the first one. It's like the South by Southwest, where everybody got together. And uh, when Gary and I were together, a friend of his from Canada called him up and said, "Hey, I have an apartment. Would you want to maybe my friends needs a sublet it? Have you ever thought about living in New York?" And I went, "Hmm, I never thought about it." Every but good we songwriter has got to live in New York. It was a great price. Yeah. Uh, I had just left Teenage Head. I didn't know what I was going to do in my life. I I just been in New Orleans to be really? with Daniel Lenoir when he did his first show. I joined him for his first show oh, cool. at the Jazz Fest. Really? And uh, and it opened up. I went, okay, let's do it. Awesome. Said, we say no now. It's never going to come back. Right. So even we don't know what we're opening up, let's do it. Right. So we came back that September. We know we were recording Valentino's. Very cool. It was it, just relaxed. You got you know what? If you follow the course of your life, it'll show you where to go. So now you, the, the conspiracy. Yeah. Not, then not we the band. The I know it's slash yeah. band. Yeah. But yeah. You guys had what? Two or three albums? We two albums. Well, technically, Valentino's, and then we did an album called The Three Octave Fantastic. That Exigate. one I don't have. Yeah. I'll get you one. i got to find one of that. That's hard to find. Yeah, I looked, uh, yeah, I looked on Amazon. It was on so a label called Greedy City, which, see, unfortunately, when you do records with little labels, they don't exist. They become defunct yeah, eventually, and, and, and eventually you're out of print. You, yeah. yeah, so that's... That was on Greedy City, so I have to Now, let me ask that. you a question. This is just, th yeah. this wasn't scripted or anything. I just came to my head, though. So, do you guys have those masters? Like, if you wanted to say, you know what? We're putting this damn thing back out on vinyl yeah, ourselves. I can, so, I you can, can get okay. all that, right? Gary has a lot of that stuff yeah, for us, for the, for the conspiracy stuff. He has the pictures. See, somebody's got to be the gatekeeper. Yes, because that's what I was going to say, because they can Not easily me. be gone. I lose everything. I've moved so many times. And I don't have, I, I have yeah, yeah. no teenage head posters. I have no, I have very little stuff. But you will never lose that tape recorder. No, of course not. <laughs> Sorry, but inside joke. Yeah, I know. I, I always have my tape recorder for anybody else. But no, yeah, you know, we're going to get that album out again. Gary wants to do it, uh, wants to put that one out again. So we're going to get that one out again. Because it's a nice record. Did that, then what, what came after that? Then what happened is that we let the band go eventually because right. Coyote, we, we had a nice run from 89 to about 94. And Gary got involved in a band that was playing with bands like Wilco and that. Like he got oh. into the, the country stuff. Oh, really? Uh, that was, that was just country starting. Stuff, yeah. 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 And and Bill and I and Lauren, the bass player, we started, we were doing basically a, a duo with Bill playing drums because television reunited for uh, a bit. And, okay. and so, and then, Coyote, <laughs> that's a whole other novel. Yeah, yeah. But he married B.B. Buell and became father to Liv Tyler. Yes. So you told we me had that. that. That's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah. That's another, that's like that's a, another episode. That's a TV novel, <laughs> you know. Like, so, it, so he got Part two of the Dave Rave interview. Yeah, he got involved in that life of what the Liv Tyler, gotcha. B.B. life. And so... He started. Uh, he started doing things like Empire Records and and, wow. and those movies, and we just knew that you know, because we could tell we'd be playing shows, and there would be like Tom Hanks at the show, and oh, really? all these people coming out. But oh, it wasn't man. because of us. I wish it was. It was because of Liv, because <laughs> Liv would be there. Right. So it's New York, right? Everybody wants sure. to be. 
And you know, with Paulina Pliskov, was it Pliskovic? What's her name? Yeah, from, uh, yeah. Pauline. She'd be yeah. hanging out, and I was his best man at his wedding. Wow. But here's the funny thing. This is what you talk <laughs> about fame, Dave. So, David, uh, I I'm at his wedding. I'm his best man. Right. But does New York Post and those papers put that I'm the best man? No, Rick Ocasek. No. I get replaced. You got replaced. Yeah, because Paulina <laughs> was the best woman, or the the. the, the oh, right. He the, was married to her. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. The late. She was the bridesmaid. Right. So I got. Fired. <laughs> uh, I remember looking at the newspaper. I go, you see what happens? Uh, you got bumped for I got Rick O'Casey. Rick, he wasn't even at the wedding. He wasn't. Uh, why did he I become two the good best albums? Man? That's ah. it. That's all they had, Dave. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you live with the it. Then. Great. You gotta have a humble heart in this world. <laughs> so, so what band came after that? Oh, so yeah. So then I started a band with Lauren Agnelli. And we called ourselves Ignelli and Rave, and we did. We went from about ninety four. This is the record that Sam says is incredible, and I and I, I did find it on. Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful yeah. record, and or discogs. She was, yeah, we did four rec. We did a record called Cowboy Flowers, which Tom Wilson did the artwork. Oh, beautiful! He's an, an artist. Album. Yeah, he. Oh yeah, Tom's a painter. I did not and all know that. It was the early days of his painting. Then we did an album called Confetti. No, we did three records. Then we did an album called Heaven and Earth, which that's a nice record. I'll get you that. Yeah. Really nice record. They're both nice records. And the, and the confetti is like a compilation. Well, I heard a couple of songs yeah, we that do, I found. Uh, we do a version of Let's Shake of that, which is a nice version. Right. Um, yeah, but Lauren was a great songwriter, uh, great singer. And uh, and I learned a lot songwriting from her. She was a very good songwriter. And, uh, and your and voice has so really melded well. Yeah. So in, in, in 99, or just before 9-11, Around that time, we we separated, and she started a little bit of a solo career, right. and and I started a solo career. And I but I before that, I, another flick in the story, I, I started doing these jazz records with a guy this named I did not Mark know. McCarran. Yeah, I got to get him for you. We did three jazz records on Bongo Beat. You're like an onion. You just keep peeling it. There's more stuff in there. They're, they're fun records to get. I'll wow. get you copies of them wow. next time I'm on the show. But they're fun records. They're beautiful. Um, Mark and I, we used woodwinds, and we toured. We played with all the top jazz musicians of New York. Really? It was a, a, I tell you, when you can't sing a song that you wrote, you have to learn how to sing. <laughs> it's humiliating. <laughs> but you know what? Why not? Yeah. you got to learn. Sure. you got to push yourself. You're, and you always say that. You're always learning. Always and, learning. And you were Mark, saying that the other day. Mark, to his credit, being a top one of the top New York jazz musicians, yeah. um, stuck with me and never put me down for not having. He knew that I didn't come from the jazz skills. Right. I come from rock. So he showed me. He had patience with me and showed me how to do it. Totally different. And it was a great experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to eat humble pie. Yeah. But you know what? The results are great. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. Then it's, it's what yeah, becomes you Yeah, so we did three after. records together, and he's still one of my best friends. I play with him. When I'm in New York, I use him as a guitar player. So wait, when did the governors come out? Now, like oh, I'm now, trying now, to okay, figure so that okay, out. Okay, we'll keep the story no, going. I, no, no, yeah, I'm just trying so to piece it all together. So after 89, after we did the album, the three albums with, the three albums with uh, the jazz record, I did a solo record, which is the one, Live What You Know. Yep. And Lo then, oh, and folks, check this out on Spotify. Everyday Magic. Fantastic. Those were two That's cool another records. great album. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah, and then we, um, I was playing a show in New York with Mark McCarran. Okay. And one of the acts on the bill was from Minnesota. And the drummer saw me do Let's Shake, and right. he was so impressed with it. That, and I gave the drummer a drum solo. He said, I'll play with you anytime. If you ever want to come to New York, I'll take care of you. I'll really? put together a band for you. His name was Tom Cook. So that was like about somewhere nice. in the two, about 15 years ago. So he was honest. I called him up. He gave me his number. I called him up, and he said, yeah, 
I haven't forgotten. Don't worry. Let's do it. And he set a date. And we didn't really, again, like everything, we didn't start off to have a band. I just was going to come in. I used to jam sit a bit. in. We did every c configuration. In, like I would do some head songs, meet with some of their songs. Right. And eventually we started creating our own sound. And, uh, and there was a there's a guy named... Rich Matson. I was looking at that T-shirt. I was going to yeah, ask one you. of yeah. Minnesota's top musicians. He's yeah. wearing a Rich Matt Matson yeah, yeah. shirt, he, folks. <laughs> he's one of the top guys. Everybody in Minnesota knows him. Right. He has a studio in North. I'd love to bring Evan there and spend a week with him. Take him. He's one of the best. Got to yeah. learn. De uh, you know, after, but he's got a great record, so I can't complain with Mark. And yes, that's else. true. But, but he's a super guy, you know. And uh, so we just started going up there slowly, and we made our first record, again, just for fun. And not really planning to make a record, and it ended up people really liked it. So this was the governor's. Yeah. So next thing yeah, we, I said, well, what's I, I really name? enjoy that music. Well, here's Very the thing. Good. Here's a funny story. We we didn't know what to call it, so I said first we were going to call it because everybody in the Midwest has um, uh, mid-sized sedans. Right. So we were going to call ourselves Dave Raven the mid-sized mid sedans. sedans. That's a cool name. Yeah. Actually. But <laughs> we, I always say, hey, governor, what's going on? And I said, no, nah, it's got to be the governor's. <laughs> Hey, Governor. Yeah, yeah you know, I, yeah, and you, you, you say that quite often. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's got to be the governor. I had a roommate, British guy. Yeah. And he'll get, hey, Raver, <laughs> who's the governor here tonight? <laughs> and I just picked it up. I, it's great. So that's what you got. The, so now you got the governor's. Now, the last project you did. <laughs> no, but I really like this album. It's I play okay. it a lot. So the last project you did. Now, tell me if there's anything in between. Okay. But was uh, with who was supposed to be our guest today. Oh, uh, Jack. Along Jack. with you, Jack Siprick. Uh, Jack Siprick, yeah. Uh, from the Trues, that was Dave Raisin, the second responders, and that was something you guys did during COVID. Yeah. Was there Before you get to that, was there anything? I think that was it. I think we did. In um, between. We did, I think we did, yeah. Oh, we did an album uh, called, uh, um, it's with a solo record, and I, I don't know if you got it. I got to get a few, um, uh, Adventureland. Did nope. you ever get that one? I got to no. get you. That's the album I got before. Okay. I did it with, the producer from that record was Carl uh, Jennings from from uh, Freedom Train, one of the oh, top okay. bands <laughs> out of the Hamilton area. Right, great musician, great band, and uh, me and him slowly made a record together. Where he, I would go to his house, uh, his uh, studio, and I ha would have tunes, and he went, "Oh, that's a good one. Let's let's record that one." Right, and he's like a Jeff Lynn kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. He like like the way Bill Dylan, like he yeah. would hear it and he go, "Okay, you got to put a drum like this. You got to put a guitar like that," and. It's totally opposite what I where I usually work, which is like let's discover it. Right. But it was so cool that he had this vision. It's like when I, I say like Jeff Lynn was like that. When right. You hear him talking like he yeah. knew exactly that's the beat you should do. That's why they always sound like Jeff Lynn records. Yes, I know. That's why I wasn't happy with Petty. Yeah, but uh, I know they were very but, popular records. But look but at they did. Really I know well, all they did. You know? but yeah, everything but sounded like the Wilburys. Yeah, that's it because that's Jeff Lynn. Yeah. But J J Carl had that thing, so we did that, and then when that was done. We, uh, it, you know, it's sort of weird. It got sort of sidelined. The record was, we were just getting it going, then pandemic started coming, so I couldn't really promote it. So right. it really got sort of stopped by the pandemic. But then it's you, nice then you guys record. picked up a little something in your little bubble. So what happened? Yeah, like we were just sitting around, uh, like all of us. What's going to happen next? Right. And uh, and uh, one day I was my the first day we were allowed to go out. My cousin, I hadn't seen anybody in a room right. for the first time in. Yeah, how many months, right? So I met my cousin Claude, and we're sitting out and we're just chatting like crazy. And our friend Mark Foley, who runs the studio, called me up. He said, "Hey, we got a really safe place, big warehouse in Hamilton, which I'll bring you to, and uh, we, where we could be six feet apart from each other, not hurt each other. We'll and we can. Do you want to record something?" 
And I remember going, oh, really? No, <laughs> yeah, I, got, sure. I got Claude You're with me itching. right now. Can, he goes, oh, bring Claude then. And we were just going to have him first bring a box. I said, well, wait a second. I know right now Jack is sitting at home probably not doing much. Yeah, the truths weren't doing anything at the yeah, time. I said, do you think if I bring Jack on? He goes, yeah, are you <laughs> kidding? So. No, Steve him home. Yeah. No. And I called up Jack and he said, yeah, I'm doing nothing. Wow. So we brought him in. And so instead of using the box, Claude brought the kit. And Mark, the guy who called me up, played guitar. And I just, you know, songwriters always have songs sitting around. Yep. So I... I so, well, it's, a, it's an excellent album. And you guys, when you played that live, when you did the CD oh, release, yeah, yeah. it was fantastic. I mean, what a, what a great band. Too bad that, too bad it was a one, you know, was a one-off project. <laughs> we broke up after that <laughs> show. <laughs> that was funny. Well, you Dave know, gets up there and says, this is our first show and, and our last. And our last. We're breaking up. <laughs> well, you know what? That you, was good. We love each... We all love each other. And, and uh, you know, Jack and... What was nice about it? Him and Jack... He wasn't and, leaving the truth for the second response? No. <laughs> we all had our stuff. We knew... <laughs> When we were coming in, but we, you know what? Sometimes those little magic moments, you make the best out of. It's 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 sad things or things like that that make a magic moment happen. Right. So we and we also got Mark Howard, the great producer, Landlaw's secondhand yeah, man. Yeah, that's There's what you're a whole big about. article of him working with Dylan on Time Out of Mind right now. Really. Uh, you know, so Mark happened to be come home from L.A. How cool is and that? And he was bored, so he said, "Yeah, hey, we got something right now. I got a little time." You never get time out of Mark Howard. He's producing actually the Trues now. Yeah, you were yeah, saying. You never get that. that. You just look on it, his line, and he's like in India one day, <laughs> New Orleans the next day. New Have you ever noticed yet, folks? Dave knows people. Yeah, well, that's just <laughs> he does. years, right? No, it's cool. Well, Mark, Mark was so around. Cool. We brought it to him, and he generously said, I'll, I'll put it together. How nice worry. is that? And yeah. it's a, it's an excellent record. Yeah, yeah, I listened to it quite a bit. Really, really good. So. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you this question, but I kind of know what you've been up to. So you've been playing. Yeah. What, what else have you been up to? Well, I just found this amazing songwriter. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I'll have to do a little history. I, I've always enjoyed seeing people who are starting up. And I, I 10 years ago, I saw Haley Rose. Haley Rose, right. I she, wanted you to bring her I up. I said, how the hell do you meet somebody like that who's as good as Aretha Franklin in right. your own little town? Oh, what a voice. Yeah, so I started with working with her, and we had a great 10-year relationship. And now I know she's focusing on her own career now, and it's the right time for her to, to, to move forward. And But so... Now that that sort of, she's got her, she's doing a fun show on Friday, her own show. <coughs> oh, I a saw that. We can't Hamilton. make it out. Yeah. I saw that. So she's amazing. So I, so meanwhile, I was just happened to be in, just, I, over the last 20 years or so, or eight, 10 years, I meet this guy, young guy, who I said, he's way ahead of his years in time. And I met him and he was just a little gaffer uh, after I'd played a show. And I think I took a picture with him. Yep, you and did. I, and I remember this kid's got something. And then uh, all of a sudden, I saw this guy was starting to play more. And I went and saw him play. And I went to his release party. Yeah, you were at a CD and release. And I went, and this guy was named, this guy was so good, I went, I got to keep following this man. <laughs> and even though he's 17 at the time, and I bought his little, his, his demo, demo record. Yeah. So that anybody out there, you know, it's Evan Rotella. Yeah. So, but, you know. <laughs> We're but not no, fooling would, nobody I, here. You know, but I mean, in, in all sincerity, it comes to you. You don't go to it. Like, you, ca I can't say to myself, I'm going to find somebody great. You've run into somebody great. Well, you've you been one of the best friends it. his music has ever had. Well, you know You and what? Mark and Miles Rogers. Well, the thing about it is, you, you, like, it's like when I saw Haley, you go, that's great. You got it. I, and I remember just calling Haley and saying, do you write songs? She goes, no. But have you ever thought of it? And she goes, I've thought about it. 
well, come over to my house. Let's let's do it. Well, and I want to share this with, it, with with our listeners because this is why I brought it up. To be honest, not just to give yeah. Evan a plug, honestly, but it, this whole process at Impressions Recording Studios with Mark and Miles Rogers yeah. has been very educational for right. obviously for Evan. Right. I mean, he's the musician, but Dad's been there, and it's been fun watching how it works. But I was so uh, amazed at the process from the songwriting. You and Evan yeah. sat down, and you and you wrote a song together. You got together yeah. in an afternoon about a couple Tuesdays ago. Yeah. That night, he played at Tailgate. You joined him, and yeah. you tried the song, and it came out cool. Yeah. The next week, you went back in. Roll it, roll you played it for Mark up. and Miles, yeah. and then those guys worked their magic, and now it's going to be on the new record, and it's so it's, good. It's but where it started yeah. and where it is now, from a person like me who has no musical talent, yeah. uh, listens to a lot of music, it was just the, the whole process was mind-blowing it really was i mean it's hard to put into words you've been through it you get you do it all the time you write with people and you record songs but to see that whole process a guy that's been listening to music since yeah. he was three and now to see his son writing with the legendary dave <laughs> rape no i am and, and i'm yeah. not i'm not trying to do that just because no, you're I, here but uh, thank it, you it, it, i appreciate it but it's so it's so cool to see that process and just to see the end product Right. Well, which we're not quite there, but we're getting. Well, it's close. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, David? It's so you, cool. You, I, I'm so glad you witnessed it because um, we don't we take it for granted sometimes when you're musicians oh, and yeah. songwriters. Yeah, and, and you, I can see you, how you would, but somebody yeah. like me, you watch it, and and, it's like and, magic. But here's the real thing about writing, and it's like, I know a lot of people say you can teach writing, and you certainly can. But there's also, but there has to be something in the person, right? And uh, you, you know, you sort of know. Like I remember when I saw Young Miles uh, Rogers, uh, what a baseball! Boy, and I remember looking at him. This guy's got something. You know, oh, yeah. even before it's he in played blood. an instrument, he had something in his eyes. And when I saw even Evan as a young guy, I went, "There's something in his eyes." He's and and uh, and so it, when I heard uh, his first demo record. Yeah, and I went. Oh no, that it's in his not just in his eyes; it's in his heart and soul. And he is a natural writer, and uh, so it was fun right away. I remember, and I remember we spent an afternoon playing together. And you know, I knew then a lick came to me. I said, "This could be an Evan." Lick. Oh, that's right. You had a lick yeah, that you brought to Evan him, lick. which was cool. Yeah, and and you you know you you're, you're again everything in your life when you're in this field, you have to trust your gut. Yep. So my gut was okay. I think I bring it to him, and my gut was right. I play it to him, and he just jumped on it and at it. He did. You guys he did a wonderful took job. Took it to a whole new level, and that's what the magic of writing is. You, you bring it each, was. It you was bring very each Your own little thing, yeah. and and it was such a good best writing. And I always say this is it's like ping pong or playing a, a sports game. Yeah. Like when you watch a tennis match and you go, why is it such a great game? Because right. They're both volleying back and forth or a great hockey game when both teams like last night i was watching uh i stopped game. watching hockey my savers are done yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> but i was watching last night edmonton and and uh oh. and you know that uh, but you'd see them going back and forth or that you know it's been that's how it was like work with evan wow you know it's it, it was really cool to step out of my office and look out and go, look, wow, at, these two. look at these two. Right. <laughs> I, I usually have music on in my office, and I'm like, I'm going to shut up and do it. I'm going <laughs> to well, listen to them. Thank you for allowing that to happen. <laughs> was, thank you for having trust in me <laughs> oh, that, that you think that heaven would be worthy, because I, I would never want to betray that trust of uh, what music is about between, uh, you know, because the, 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 two, the two bond that you guys have as father and son is very strong. And respectful, and I would always want to jump in that. Re I always want to have that respect too, you know. Well, it's cool because now it's a, he's he's at the point where you know uh, 
Daddy will be stepping back, you know, and letting them letting them go. And, and you know, the, the, well, the world's we, his oyster, and I want him to have fun and yeah, and you know, you uh, learn from you guys. Yeah, you, you're always in life stepping back at some yeah, point. Like yeah, I mean, I, you know, like, I, I, and it's beautiful. You yeah. know, we sometimes it's in your own band. Well, when you have people you trust like you and the right. Rogers brothers and, yeah. you know, Rick Rose, there's so many great people. And we got well, friends down in Pittsburgh. You never, you never stop. You never really well, step back. Somebody said, you're going to always be at his gigs. And I said, well, if you played hockey, I'd be at every game. Yeah. So what's the difference? Plus, I enjoyed doing I mean, the Derek sound. Jeter's parents went to every game. Right. Why I would be you? in New York? We'd be in Yankee Stadium. And, oh, there's Mr. Jeter and Mrs. Do you know, you know Bobby Mahoney? Yeah. Light of days. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Evans. To be honest, that's probably Evans. He's he's Evans Bruce Springsteen, like yeah. my Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. So uh, Bobby's his hero. And uh, he's got the greatest rock and roll parents ever. Yeah. Ann and Bob are unbelievable. And they're at everything. Yeah. I remember watching Ann run. We were Evan was in the, the Light of Day float. Yeah. With Bobby and yeah. Jake Thistle. And, and Anne, the mother, who's probably seen him a million times play, seen her son, she was running down the street with the, with the uh, float. Right. You know, it was just a proud mom. But it, well, it, and I look and I go, yeah, I want to be those guys. Who, who, <laughs> who is the hippest musician of all time? Bob Dylan. And guess yeah. what? When his mom was alive, he played his record before anybody else was mom. Really? Got her approval. How cool is that? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah. And, and when we that. were back in 76 when he, or 75 when he was doing the Rolling Thunder, yeah. I remember it was such a long show. And so I remember I was sitting way in as, as high as the worst seat she could ever sit. I snuck in and got closer and closer because, it, and so eventually the security, whatever. Yeah. So I was <laughs> sitting on go. the side of the stage and there was his mom. Really? White hair. And she, they brought her on stage for awesome. you, uh, this land is your land. Really? And he introduced, hey, mom, beauty, you know, mom's imminent, you know. Yeah, how cool is that? Beautiful. Eh? It never ends. Well, uh, why would she not want to be watching her son play? Now, speaking of never ends, me yeah. and you could talk all night. Yeah. You're like Joe Durso. We could just keep talking. Because you guys, well, cause we, you guys we, got great stories. That's the well, thing. Well, we, we can't help it, right? And then, yeah, we, we, we <laughs> kind of sympathetic <laughs> ourselves. But yeah. So, I, you know, it's a light of day show, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one thing we haven't talked about. Yeah, light of day. Before, we, uh, before you uh, send us off with a song. Yeah. Is light of day. Now, for anybody still listening, and you better be. Um, <laughs> How can they not listen? <laughs> this I'd is be riveting. Listening if it was just, us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I first met Dave at Light of Day One. Yes. At the old yeah. NFCVI Auditorium. Yeah. And I told this story because I played one of your songs at my songs for yeah. the around the corner a couple weeks ago. And I remember after the show, you got up and you played Let's Shake with yeah, Durso yeah, and yeah. Stone Caravan. And I remember my dad coming up to me and saying. Who was that guy with Joe Durso? He was awesome. And oh, I'm like, really? oh. that's Dave Rave. I go, from Teenage Head. I said, you would have never listened to their music, Dad. But <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you enjoyed oh, that. Oh, he said that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was that's so cool. Sweet. I didn't know no, that. No, but it was, it was a, yeah, when I think special. back to all the 12 shows, that was one of the, that seriously is still one of the highlights that night. So you played late at day one, yeah. two, and, and three. And two, three. And then, yeah, and I wasn't around for a while. No, and then you came back. the States more, yeah. Yeah, you were, you were gone. Oh, his phone! His phone is probably saying, "Dave, you've been you've been on the air too yeah, long." Yeah, yeah. But then, and then you came back, and Dave played um, our virtual show. Yeah, you with that's right with the boys with the responders. That was with the responders. We did, yeah, we did the song from with Jack and I. Yeah, that was cool because actually Colin was also on the yeah on the show. show. He yeah. did a song too, so they sent in their songs. But then you came back when we finally got the hell out of COVID. Yeah. You came to Big Texas. Yeah. You played our songwriter show yes. as well. Yes, yes, yes. And so Dave's back in the fold. And yeah. 
uh, let our listeners know we are right now working on the fall show. Yeah. And Dave will be part of that, right? Yeah. Well, I can't wait. That's I mean, The last one was great. We had so much fun. You know, the only drag was that we were sitting, we had actually the warehouse where we record the song. And right. And Glenn, we were allowed to have Oh, that's, oh, yeah. I can now put a picture to your story. Okay. Yeah. So right. we were sitting there and we. That's awesome. We had a TV and we set it all up and Glenn yeah. had some drinks and. You know, it was only how many people you were allowed at that time oh, to really? watch it. Remember? So you guys watched? Oh, yeah, we all watched, watched, shows we watched the whole show. Oh, yeah. yeah, we watched the whole show. And we, because, uh, uh, and I remember you uh, you and Sam on talking, and yeah. you had Wayne Kramer. Yeah, uh, we had some and good people Steve on Steve Earle. And, and I, all I remember is going, oh, God, I really wish. We were together. And, you know, and cause even Ryan, Ryan played. Ryan, Ryan yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we all can't. There was no backstage get-together. Right. We all had to be in our own little room. That, that's and, and that's one of the best parts of a lighted day. It's the yeah, camaraderie, right? It's yeah, everybody hanging out. Yeah. Sometimes they have too much fun. And, and, but and you show. never <laughs> can have too much fun. That the well, Grateful Dead said that, remember? You never have too much you fun. you can never have too much is fun. Well, and, and, you know, one of the things we do is we end with lighted day. That's yeah. the song we end with, and I know you've been part of that. But another anthem. That I know you and your shows with, and you know yeah. it was part of the finale at the uh, J.R. Diggs charity show. Yeah, yeah. And man, that place was blown up in Hamilton. Uh, that what was it? The church? I can't remember. Yeah, the name it of the was a big church. I know. I don't remember big the name of that church, but it's right downtown Hamilton. It's an amazing place, isn't that? Theater. The church. Is oh, amazing. it was beautiful. And I and I, first of all, thank you for inviting us. That was yeah. amazing. But to the the energy in that room, and when you got up. And you did Let's Shake with, you know, you had Max from the Art you had yeah. the Boys from the Trues. Tom uh, Wilson. Tom Wilson. Was, it was, uh, it was the guy the from, who's uh, who from, what was it called from Dirty Nil. Dirty Nil. He was up there. So, yeah. like, you had the oh, who's and, who. and don't forget the old school uh, Sum 41. Some, oh, Evan, they were the rhythm Evan, section. Evan loves Sum 41. Uh, yes, yeah. they were the rhythm section. Yeah. I can't be. So, and, but you guys tore the house down. And then you guys said, I still had a couple more songs. Yeah. But, but uh, Let's Shake really blew the uh, roof off the place. And I'm hoping. We I'm hoping maybe, we, we can, can maybe, do that at we later can maybe day. Try it. And could you do? Could you end the show that way? It'd be a great Absolutely, way to end the yeah. show. Should we do it now? Yeah, I'm gonna turn your other mic up, ladies and gentlemen, to end this episode of Just Around the Corner on 4680Q Niagara's Internet Radio. It's Dave Rave with the legendary epic song of Teenage Head. Let's shake everybody. Well, give me that opener, pass me that beam. I'll move your ass on out of here Well, I guess you know I need somebody But you are just too young and lovely So let's shake Ooh, baby, let's shake Come on, baby, let's shake Move a little closer, let's shake Baby, till I'm gone now Well, you can't dance, can't keep a beat. Well, it's just because you got two left feet. Don't make me blush, baby. Don't make me run. You're just that girl I need to touch. So let's shake. Come on, Davy, let's, let's shake. shake. Sing along. Ooh, baby, let's shake. Let's shake, baby, till I'm gone now. Let's shake. 
want to thank Mr. Dave Rotella for inviting me to his show tonight. And the Light of Day people, they do so much good work. And you always know that when you see that Light of Day brand, it's going to be quality musicians, quality guys, and true consp the true spirit of what rock and roll was always about. Right from the Bruce, Willie Nile, Joe Derso, and the whole gang. You know, there's too many to even now, Sal, but those are maybe three of the most important guys that come out of that. Anyhow, so thank you for inviting me and Mr. Rick Rose, who has a beautiful studio here in a beautiful place, right? Thank you for coming out there. Yeah. Well, every time we see you dance, hey, where'd you get those great big pants? Just one ear, baby, just one eye. Well, just one glance, honey, and I could cry, cry. Cry, cry, so let's shake, ooh baby, let's shake, to the light of day, let's shake, ooh baby, let's shake, baby, till I'm gone now, let's shake, oh, goodbye, a nice try, oh, goodbye, you know you're out there, Evan, you know I'm rocking for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably singing a lot. Let's do it now. Let's shake. shake. Ooh, baby, let's, let's shake. shake. Come on, baby, let's, let's shake. Ooh, baby, let's shake. Here we go. Let's shake. shake. Ladies and gentlemen, the legendary Dave Rave Dave, thanks for Woo! coming in today. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Totally. Now it's time for something to eat. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna end the show though. It, that was gonna lead us out, but this this song really got me when I was listening to it this week as well. So I want to end with this, folks. Thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, it was a great show. A little bit longer. It was like the Joe Durso song. Uh, <laughs> <show. laughs> we're such big mouths. <laughs> yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, we I love it. it. I love but it. The only thing missing was a bottle of vino, but <laughs> <you know. laughs> that's after. We'll be uh, we'll be back on the air next week for uh, our next episode, which is called Songs from Around the Corner. We're gonna be playing songs from Light of Day artists, some songs you may know, songs you may not. But that's the uh, idea of the show is to get some of that great you music out there for you to listen the right to. Of spring. Oh, little Willie Nile there. <laughs> you probably hear that at some point. Oh, I hope so. So tune in next week, and don't forget you can catch all of our episodes on Spotify. Just search for Just Around the Corner. We're also on 4680Q.ca lightofdaycanada.com slash podcast. We're going to take us out tonight with a great song from the Dave Rave album. Uh, oh, I almost forgot the name of the album. Live With What You Know. This one's called Strawberry Wine. <laughs>